You're listening to the Bryony Kennedy Lifestyle Edit, brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. Welcome to episode three of the Bryony Kennedy Lifestyle Edit, brought to you by moi and the gorgeous Jack Thatcher. And today we're going to be talking about at-home skincare, the do's and the don'ts and the scary things that may have happened. <laughs> There's plenty of those, I'm sure. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Bryony Kennedy Lifestyle Edit. It's great to be back again, episode three. Didn't take us as long to get set up no, today. A little bit all. of a fumble and that's it. We're getting there. We are. Lickety split, we're on air again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everyone. Really excited about this episode, Bryony, because... I think we're going to cover off a lot of questions that everyone's always wanted to ask about how we manage our beauty at home Mm. um, behind closed doors where it's safe. Yes. And that, that's the operative Sometimes word. it's not safe. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. I think we've both got some experience that we could talk about around that. Yeah. I, look, I think with at-home skincare, I mean, I always like to use the analogy, which people often forget. It's very much like your diet and very much like exercise. You can't just get a gym membership, put the card in your wallet and get fit. I mean, you actively need to do what? something. <laughs> I know it's rude, <laughs> very rude. Um, but and the same with your, you know, your, your diet. I mean, having, a, I don't know, a smoothie or a juice cleanse once in a while is not going to help. It's all about the things that you can do on a daily basis. So it's a commitment to a routine on a daily basis. And I think that with the internet now, there's just so much that you can access to do at home for your skincare. And some of it I think is absolutely amazing. And then other, you know, it, it frightens me. The things that I get scared about, I suppose, are things like your micro-needling devices. Um, I'll touch base on those in a moment. But what I think is great about doing skincare at home is that if you are doing it every day, you're getting quicker desired results. Essentially, you are going to see those results a lot quicker than if you just went to a salon once in a blue moon. And you do have access to a lot more I suppose your cosmeceuticals, there's more uh, potent skincare that you can do at home, but it's also educating yourself around how to incorporate that without making your skin totally freak out. Yeah, and you want to also try and, you know, um, make sure that you're using the products that are in line with, you know, your skin type, your age. Absolutely. And and also your lifestyle too. I mean, you've got to incorporate all of these things and it's all very well to go, okay, well, now I'm going to all of a sudden start doing all these things. But... Um, and you go out and buy all these products, mm. but is it realistic for you to be able to incorporate all of that into your yeah. daily or weekly routine because of work and family Absolutely. or whatever else that you're doing? So yeah. um, I think taking things at a staged approach I yes. think is good from a number of reasons. A- absolutely. You, I think you just build that confidence. Um, you know, I know it's exciting that you want to buy everything and just do everything straight away, but that can cause skin purging and sensitivity if you just change everything so quickly. So really just incorporate extra things very slowly, maybe every few days, try a new product at home. Um, But I think we've spoken about this in the past episode. I think it's really important if you're doing a lot of this home care to have that conversation with the dermatologist around your skin type. It just gives you a better idea of what you should and shouldn't approach. But look, I think at-home skincare, it also saves you time and money. So if you do go and have a facial, you can have more of a relaxing one. And maybe the money that you're saving on facials, you could put towards things that are a bit more invasive, like your lasers and things like that. Um, But, you know, I think you've got to remember that diet, exercise play a massive part with your home skincare. And like I said at the beginning, it's a daily commitment to that. The things that I wouldn't do at home 
and we'll, we'll touch because it's more positive focusing on what we can do at home last. But what I wouldn't do at home are invasive treatments like your lasers, your peels and your micro-needling devices, which I mentioned before. It's just all a bit scary. Um, I just don't want to be sticking needles in my face. No. I can't say that that no. is making me feel good about anything. No, no, no. I just... Yeah, look, I think anything like that, I don't know about you, I want someone else to do it to me anyway because you sort of got to brace yourself. It's like <laughs> trying to wax your own eyebrows. You're like, the, you just, it's just ouch. So well, on that note, I have yeah. to tell you this funny story. So, and this is poor mum's going to kill me because this is actually mum's story. But oh, you know, I love a, she, I love a home beauty blooper. Yeah. So I remember this was back in the 70s and I think mum was trying the home, like home bikini waxing. Oh, God. And it did was. Did they even have wax back then? They did. Uh, like, they, they did. Okay. But it was in the, it was <laughs> Was a pot like they don't think they had the wax strips by then yet. Oh, the hot wax! And so there she was in the ensuite of her bathroom, and she had her oh, one God. leg up on the toilet, and she had the paddle pop stick oh. with the hot wax. Oh. So she put she put it on, and she was waiting for it to put the next thing. The front door went, or the phone went. Of course, she had to go and get your phone, which was in the kitchen, hung on a wall, not beside you. Oh. She's put her leg down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next thing realised, and then she stuck her thighs together. No. So she's calling out from the bathroom, like, help, help. And she oh. had to get a pair of scissors in oh, there. Oh, no. And had to sort of, like, try and cut around. And the whole thing was a complete. This is almost like uh, a goddamn emergency yeah, it situation. Was like, I mean, I, don't know, I really don't know how she managed to get it all off, but she did in the Imagine end. Imagine rocking up to the emergency department. <laughs> I have no idea how <laughs> to unplan leg, myself. Leg I, my legs are together. literally... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, I think if you're going to try waxing from home, that's a whole new kettle of fish. Make sure it's not too hot and maybe do the areas that you can see properly. <laughs> don't have one leg up on oh, the dunny. And, no. God, yeah. I bet you she was covered with bruises after that too. Oh, that would have been I didn't ask to look, but I was only a little kid at the time. Anyway, sorry, oh, Mum. Yeah, you know. okay. No, we, we love it. We love a blue part to mm. digress. That's all mm. good. Um, so I think that, you know, moving on from that, I think that you want to look at, the, the needling devices, look, if you have got one and you've contemplated using it or you're about to contemplate it, just don't. Like if you if you don't use them properly, and what I mean by that is you could have bacteria, you haven't washed your face properly, it could be on the uh, metal apparatus that you're using, it can cause infection because um, it's actually cutting into the skin and creating little micro tears um, and it can cause inflammation, pigmentation, scars. It's just not worth it. Um, I also wouldn't do your or make your own skincare at home. That's mm. just my personal opinion unless you're about to use it straight away like a, a beautiful, I don't know, guacamole mask or something. Yeah, well, that's just going to get eaten yeah. by everybody else in the house. We, we so know that. We, we that's know, not going to last. No, it's, <laughs> so if you've got kids, you could probably do a two-for-one. Or if you're sitting there and you've got it on your face, you can always say, okay, kids, I'm ready to take my mask off and then yeah. you just bring over a pack of corn chips yeah. and oh, I'll yes, just wipe yes. it off your face. <laughs> <laughs> or a bit like when uh, my boys ate the, the cooked organic dog food yeah. and had no idea, didn't have the heart to tell them, but we'll just leave it at that. Mm. They're still breathing, aren't they? Yeah, they're still breathing. It's still food. It's, it's okay. Fine. But I think unless you're going to use it straight away, don't keep it or you keep it in the fridge for a day or two and you've got to weigh up the amount of ingredients that you've used and possibly wasted. So that's just my opinion on that. Chemical peels are another thing that you need to be super careful of. It's so easy to access uh, salon grade things on the internet now or get things from overseas that really shouldn't be sold to everyday consumers. It, they take skin off. That's the whole mm. purpose of them so that it reveals the healthier skin underneath. But if you are 
jumping straight to a concentration that you've not used before, it can be seriously damaging. So what I mean by that is you can get chemical peels, and there's all different ones with different ingredients, but you can get them anywhere from 30% up. Those should be done in a controlled environment in a salon or a dermatologist. And even then they will start you on a lower percentage, which might be 5%. And they'll work you up to that on a weekly basis because your skin needs to build up that resistance to it. If you're wanting to do something like that at home, you can, but again, you need to start at that lower concentration and build up to it. Um, and you then can burn your skin, oh, you, can't ab- you? I mean, I've seen photos of people oh. who have tried these things, yep. or even the people that have gone to salons and had it done. Yes. And then for a good week afterwards, mm. they've still got... So you wouldn't want to be doing it like three days before an event or something like no. that because you're just still obviously very inflamed. Oh, and- absolutely. And I understand that people want to save money. Mm. I get that. But you, if you don't know what you're doing... It's not worth the damage after it. And mm. also, you know, maybe you can't go in the sun after these treatments. And there's all these other things mm. that go into take into account. But the problem with this, the beauty industry is it's not regulated. So whilst, you know, I can say don't do these things at home, go to a salon, it's also about finding a reputable one. And we can go through that a little bit later, having owned one myself, what mm. you could maybe look out for. Um, but... I think that it's super important to understand your skin type, go to a dermatologist, get an idea of that so you know what you can and can't buy. But definitely when it comes to these peels, you want to start on a lower concentration. Um, And they're not actual peel. I think when people think of peel, they think of it peeling off the skin. It's, It's actually more like a serum. And so it goes on quite like a serum and it, mm. it is quite itchy and hot. Yes. And it's normal to have a bit of pink from that for up to half an hour later. Um, but that, So it's not a peel per se that you peel off. So no. a lot of people will think, oh, hang on, that's not a real peel. I can do that. So mm. chemical peels are like a, a clear serum lotion. They're not something you necessarily peel off. Yes. The other thing I wouldn't do, but God, I love watching it, is extractions. I am such a lover of watching pimple popping, oh. cyst oh. popping, blackhead oh popping. <laughs> Give me a blackhead, cyst, chunky pimple and I am all over that like a rash. Delicious. Even sick. It just it just turns my stomach. I know. My, I oh, God, I love it though. And it's so annoying when they stop the video halfway. Bastards. I want to see the whole thing, God damn it. I want to see the whole at the end. But as fun as that looks, don't do it at home. Okay. Just, yeah, if anyone listening to this, you can always comment um, um, on our socials about who else loves watching Pimple Popper <laughs> extraction blackheads. <laughs> Look, when I had a salon... Use your other Instagram account to make comments if you don't want anyone to. (laughs) And look, when I had the salon um, and I was obviously helping out with some of the treatments, I would get quite angry at the uh, clients for doing their own extractions because I'm like, first you shouldn't, but really secretly it was because I wanted to do do them. (laughs) Would you? Was there a special code for you? So like if one of your therapists was in a room and there was a really good blackhead, they had like a... Code black. Yeah, Yeah. Bryony to room three, code black. And then you'd come running down the hallway with your gloves and your like extraction tools going, wait! Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, there is nothing more satisfying, honestly. And there's an alarm going whoop, whoop, whoop. This poor person's finally going, what the hell is going on? Oh, my God. Well, I, got so to a, I got to a point where they would save them for me. They'd oh come in and God. go, Bryony, I know that you, and I haven't touched it. You're going to be so excited when you see this. And I'm like, this is really sad. So, okay, let's not do extractions unless an absolute professional is doing it. Because, or again, it got could, Bryony doing yeah, it. Yeah, or me doing it. Mm. Um, it will cause scars. Um, it can cause infection 
and inflammation. Um, dermaplaning is another one that is, you know, it's it's made its way. Uh, lots of people are doing it now. I totally understand the skincare benefits of it um, in that it does help exfoliate the skin when it's removing the hairs off mm. the face as well. The downside of that though is that there is a very, very particular way you need to use a dermaplane tool. Right. And this is the little razor thing that you yes, run down. Right? Yes, those mm. little razors. Mm. So it's very easy to nick your face and multiple cuts. I've seen lots of people that have tried, even they've gone to professionals and they've come out looking like they've had a... Norman a, Gunston? A, a, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, bless him. That yeah. was, I've forgotten about him. Yeah. Cute. Um, First thing I thought of. Yeah, and, and so that is just infection heaven. So, mm. ugh, look, I get that you might not want to go to a professional because it's something maybe you need done every couple of weeks. I don't, I don't know. But, look, just make sure you know what you're doing. You need to pull the skin quite tight. There's a particular angle that you need to use um, and just make sure you've got very clean skin and use a fresh derma blade. That's all I'm going to say about that because I do talk about the fact that I do it at home. So I'm not going to I'm not going to tell people not to do it because it is something I do, but I do I do know what I'm how to do it appropriately. You do know you're reaching a whole new phase in life when you and your husband are standing in front of the oh. mirror shaving together. God, <laughs> honestly. You know, you've reached a whole other it's just, level of it's not right, familiarity it? and it's age. Just, yeah, you're both shaving, not right. Cheering shaving cream. Yeah, it's just rude. Okay. So I think, um, I don't know, should we go through what, yeah, to, what to look for in a salon maybe first yeah, yeah, before or, we go through what you can do? Yep, yeah, okay, that's mm. a good idea. So I guess well, I want to tell you a funny story though because one, I, I think I'd, did I have my salon at this point? I can't even remember. But anyway, I was on travels in Thailand back in the day where I was waxing and I wasn't lasering my hair and mid-holiday I've realised, holy crap, I really need to get my legs done again. They're just getting very spidery. So I go into a salon or what I thought was a salon and I am told to lay down and... This is going dark yeah, very quickly. It's, it's, I'm pausing because I'm still recollecting the, the shock on my face. So she comes out. I'm wanting a wax. I want, want my legs waxed. So she comes out with a little, what I would describe as looking like a honey pot with wax and a hairdryer under her arm. And right. I'm thinking, what? And I am not joking. She plugs your the legs hair. Weren't that, your leg hair wasn't that long that she had to blow dry them first, was it? <laughs> Oh, God, if only. No, she used it to heat the wax up. So she's hair drying the wax to heat it up. And as she's doing that, not only am I noticing, I don't know how many people's hairs that are that are oh, in God. it, right? Yeah, I, I know, right? And I'm thinking, okay, I can kind of get my head past that because she's heating it up. It's ster- it's sterilising it. I'm, I'm like, okay, I really need my legs waxed. Just go beyond this. Oh, geez. But then she pulls the wax strips out of a bag. Now I reckon I'm I'm all for sustainability, sweetheart. But holy crap, at they least, didn't have yeah a, no yeah stop. Yeah, there was there was all kinds Ugh. of hair attached mm. to these calico strips. Like wash them properly, or at least pull out the pubes. I oh mean, oh my god! It, at that point, there was. There was, I'm sorry, I am going back from this. I am not, no, 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 no. For anyone so, having their lunch listening to this so, episode of the podcast today, so far between the pimple popping oh, blackheads and the pubes in the wax. I, I think. feel like our, our uh, podcast probably need a, you know, a uh, warning. Yeah, I'm going to have to put, yeah. 
yeah, disclaimers at the at the beginning. I think, I think. so. Um, so I think when you're looking at a salon, I mean, dermatologists is pretty like they're you know they're so highly qualified. I can't see you going to a wrong one there. Hang on, let's just go back to that. Let me just okay. go, go back to the way. So did you end up going through with this wax? No, no, right. no, no. You ran. Yeah, I, yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah, that let's was just cover no, that one off. No, it sure. was. I, I went to their little store and found my own little home set. <laughs> so no, I was, and I've not been uh, brave enough. But I've had lasers since, so I don't have to worry about my hairs anymore. There. Mm. Um, so if you're looking at a beauty salon, again, they're not regulated. So. Mm. It's, I think, the best thing to do is look at the reviews. I mean, that's the beauty of the internet now. Go and check out all of the reviews and if there's too many, just don't go there. I don't mm. care how cheap it is, it is not worth it because no. we've all seen the horror stories on TV. Anyone can buy a laser machine, which is frightening. Um, you could end up with permanent scars and damage, pigmentation damage. It's just not worth it. And apart from the fact that you don't want to have a, you know, a frightful experience like I just described, you know, the hygiene is a massive thing mm. for people. You want to know that they're using disposable things um, and, you know, that they've all got qualifications. Mm. And maybe if you are deciding on getting something that you think thinks a chemical peel or a laser or something like that and it's not a dermatologist, ask what the qualifications are of the person that is doing it and also ask, you know, is there insurances in play if something bad happens? Like if I'm not wanting to be rude, Josephine at Little Salon on the corner, but if something happens to me, what kind of insurances do you have? Because I've, I've seen all the horror stories. Mm. Like don't be afraid to ask these things. This is your skin. So, you know, as a former salon owner myself, like I think that's an expectation and a fair one. Mm. Sounds good to me. So let's move on to some fun stuff you can do at home. I mean, apart from just the daily routine and essentials, and I know on the Adorn website as well as the private Adorn group, there is a skin cycling routine that I know people love because it gives them a little idea of what they can do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all of the days of the week and what they can focus on. And I think if you're a little bit at a loss as to when to use your products, just draft up a little spreado even. Put it on your, I don't know, your window or stick it stick it somewhere until you get an idea of what you're doing because Mm. sometimes it's like learning to drive a car. There's so many steps that it feels stressful until it becomes second nature and it will become second nature. But over and above your essential things, Jack, I think that masking is probably something that I would say do at home. Um, You don't need to be spending all sorts of money on those things. Um, And just look at a mask that'll be right for you. I mean, if you want clay masks, they're always good for decongesting the skin. So they're more so for people potentially that have got more of an oilier skin or Mm. congestion, problematic skin. Um, You know, if you're a dry skin, you're not going to want to put a clay mask on your face every other day. So it's, again, getting the right product. So the clay masks are awesome for that. And if you're wanting to look at things for a mask for, say, an oily skin that's more balancing, maybe look at a clay mask that has those extra ingredients in it to offset the decongestion or it pulling and extracting some of the debris out of the pores. Mm. Fruit enzyme masks are absolutely awesome for most skin types, especially oily, because they do act, and I love using this analogy, like little Pac-Man and eat into the skin Mm. and dissolve all that topical yuckiness. So fruit enzyme masks are quite safe to use at home. Um, Again, if someone puts a percentage on it, just check what it is and what the active ingredients are because they could have something in there that's quite strong. Um, But the fruit enzyme masks are awesome and even the teenagers get a real hoot out of them apart from Instagramming their faces Mm. all over the place. Mm. They are 
are a really good active way of getting a good even skin tone, especially mm. if you've got an event a day or two later. Um, and then, of course, if you've got dry, look at more of your gel or your cream kind of base uh, masks. Now, if you're in a – I wouldn't recommend doing this every time, but if you are a bit time poor, you can remove your mask, so if it's a clay or a moisture one, you can remove it with your exfoliating product. So Okay. So rather so than cleaning it and then exfoliating, you can do it all. Do once. it the other way around if mm. you're wanting to. Mm. So, yes, you should have a day where you will exfoliate after cleansing and then you would mask because that's going to extract deeper. But if you're feeling like, oh, I've, I've just haven't got the time and you want to remove the mask, remove it with a scrub because it's going to then work those ingredients into the skin, but also it's going to remove dead skin as well. Mm. Okay. So you, your mask might not work as effectively as if you'd exfoliated before, but you can definitely do it that way. And quite often I do. Um, if you're using an overnight sleep mask, they're really popular. Again, for people who are time poor, and we've got one in our range and I love it. It goes on like a beautiful gel and it just helps repair and regenerate and hydrate the skin. So when you wake up in the morning, you feel like you've got bouncy, plump skin. Mm. But you need to remove those ones mm. um, simply because they can go a bit bally with your makeup. Steaming actually, I'm, I'm digressing a bit here, but steaming is something I forgot before. Steaming is something I probably wouldn't recommend doing at home or if you are. Do you remember sticking your head over, the, over a bowl with a tea yes. towel? Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of... And you used to get those little day spa machines where you could, you know, sit oh, your yeah, neck on them, yeah, you know, yeah. little, yes. little things, little cups and you pop your face in mm. it. That was supposed to be a I thing. feel like that was kind of one of the first at-home things that was mm. promoted really. Yes. Um, and, look, that's okay, but, again, it takes the moisture and the water content out of the skin. So I'm not a massive fan of steaming anyone's skin unless you are really a acne congested, oily skin. Now, you can have oily skin but be dehydrated as well. So I'm not sure that that's something I would recommend anyone to do. And, in fact, I think most people think, oh, I'll steam my skin and I'll get out all the impurities, but it can actually really strip it, dehydrate it, Mm. and then the skin will produce more oils to try and compensate for the fact that you've pulled that moisture out of it. So that's just something I forgot to mention before. Does standing over the oven while you're cooking dinner count? Yes, it probably does. Yeah, I mean, you're probably, you know. And hot showers. You're steaming mm. anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just, it's like, you know, <laughs> and you need to lo- lower the temperature of your, your showers, please. Um, cosmeceutical products. Now, we've got some products called plantceuticals because they are not as harsh but extremely potent still. Cosmeceuticals are now an awesome way for anyone to really take their skin issues to a targeted level and, you know, they've become really popular in recent years and, of course, with technology and science, they've been put into a formula that you can use at home safely. So cosmeceuticals slash what we call plantceuticals can cover anything from like your pigmentation damage, you might have redness, you might have uneven skin tone. Um, Yes, it could be acne, dehydration, premature ageing, whatever it is. And most of us are targeting probably two or three things. So whether it's dehydration plus pigmentation and ageing, we're usually attacking three things. And I find that most people then get concerned about, okay, well, 
which product do I buy? And then do I put them all on at once? And it's like, no, you just, you, there's not a 20 step skincare routine. Oh so that's where skin cycling, and I don't know if you've heard of that before, Jack, not skin routine, a skin cycling. So that's just where you've just got your, your skincare and your beauty all happening kind of on a rotation. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it is. And so it's a way that you can target all of your specific concerns but not feel that you've got to do it all in one day mm. because often people go, oh, my routine. And like, how is that going to fit into the routine? I've already got a moisturiser but I need one now for my pigment. So what you do is you alternate that. So you have a skin cycling routine for your morning and one for the night. And mm. it might be that there's only one or two variances to yes. that. It might just be that you use something for pigmentation every second day and then every other day you mm. use it for dehydration. Essentially, all moisturisers are going to help hydrate the skin, but of course, they're going to have more potent ingredients that target. You can't get one product that does all of it because no. the concentration levels that you'd need of those active ingredients wouldn't be enough and they'd counteract each other. I was going to say they'd probably, yeah, cancel each other out, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, and it just become too aggressive. So mm. that's why, you know, often I think, oh, can't we just come up with something that just does everything? But you can't. It's it's just not possible. So this is where the skin cycling makes it really easy mm. for people to manage these things at home. And then, you know, if you still feel that you want something a bit more aggressive, maybe, you know, when if you've come from our era and sunscreen wasn't a thing and, and refoil was and lemon in the hair and, and you are a, a bit more aged than you should be, mm. um, you know, maybe you do need to get some aggressive treatments like some lasers just to pull your skin back to a point that then you can manage it from home. Yes. Um, you know, maybe there's things that you want to do to target pigmentation, your open pores, whatever it is, those sorts of things, it's totally fine. And in fact, probably three times a year personally, I'll go and get some kind of gentle laser. I don't need to get those really aggressive ones. Um, some of them have some really big downtime. So you could you could need a week. Um, you look like, you know, you've been burnt. So mm. you've really got to work them into your um, events and things like that. Mm. Um, and preferably, I think if you're doing lasers, try and do them in the cooler months where you're away from the sun anyway. I was going to say, yeah, coming into spring and summer, you probably yeah, want probably, to avoid all that, yeah, don't you? Yeah, mm. abso absolutely. And if you've got a special event like a wedding and all mm. those things, do these things well in advance. Don't mm. be having lasers or ab aggressive treatments the week before mm. because there's nothing worse than a stressed bride because she's peeled half her skin off. So, you know, <laughs> and, and be being a makeup artist for many, many years, I've come across it all. So, you know, and the other tip on that if you are getting married, which I know you are very mm, shortly, don't get your waxing done like a few days before. Do it a week or so before because when you get waxed, it takes a little bit of skin off when you've got the waxing done. So, you know, it makes it, the makeup very difficult to stick to. So there's just a little tip if anyone's getting married or having an event. Don't get any waxing done a few days before. Do it a week or so prior so that at least that skin has had a chance to get back to what it needs to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's have, I guess, if you've got any other questions about, I don't know, my experience, Jack, or anything that you've covered or otherwise I can just do a bit of a recap. Yeah, I think the, um, I think the safe, the safe home treatments that, um, everyone, I suppose, really wants to focus on are the masks. The masks and some really good scrubs like, yes. and, and fruit enzyme, which yep. essentially is exfoliating. Yep. Yeah, and all those things that you can work in. I find like Sunday is mm. kind of like a really good day for me to do like a mask because mm. normally I'm not wearing a lot of makeup on a Sunday yes. or I've been working in the garden and, you know, or out and about walking with the mm. dog and whatever else. And I just find that I usually will have 
you know, like shower later in the afternoon. I've been working outside and um, that's the time when I'll just... Yeah. And if I've, especially if I've been out all weekend too, yes. out the night before yeah. and you're just looking a little bit tired yeah, yeah. Um, from sort of things that you've mm. been doing during the week and I find, yeah, Sunday late afternoon yeah, evenings awesome. a really great time to do mass and yeah. things like that and then you just look really refreshed to start the week. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And I think that's just essential. Like, I mean, really if you think about it, as we get older it's just the skin renewal, the regeneration, slows down a lot. Mm. So the things that I think are important that you can do at home safely are things that help speed up that cell renewal and that's things like gentle exfoliants Mm -hmm. um, and things like the fruit enzyme mask. It just helps pull that skin off in a gentle manner that you then get better results from your daily skincare, um, especially if you're using a cosmeceutical included in that. And then of course the masks just to help rebalance. So just think about masks. Yes, they are a treatment. They're a really good rebalancing option. Just to, as you said, get your skin back to not feeling so tired or not so Mm. oily or not Mm. so congested. They're probably the things that I would focus on. And there's other little cute things you can do for yourself. Like for me, um, especially in spring and summer where your feet start to, you know, exposed a bit more. One thing that I, is a really good tip is if you get yourself a beautiful, um, you know, like a moisturizing balm something that's quite thick, put it on your feet, then pop a plastic bag over your feet. And then if you've got, if you don't have, just get a bowl of quite warm water and pop your feet in that. So the heat just helps that moisture penetrate into the skin. Mm. So it really helps with the cracked heels and things like that. So you can just sit there, watch a bit of telly, leave it on for... That sounds so nice. It's yummy. It is yummy. Just use like an elastic band maybe to Mm. hold it around your ankle and like really lather it up. It's just beautiful. And then you can do the same thing with your hands. Um, I don't know about you, I don't wash dishes in the sink anymore, but if people do, you can put your moisturiser on your hands, put your washing your hand gloves on for the washing and then as you're washing the dishes, again, that will help penetrate the product into the hands. That's a good idea. Yeah, no, I don't put my hands in hot water anymore. No, no. Mm. But but you could do the same thing. If if you're not washing dishes, then just maybe pop it in some water and um, put a bag around your hands and just let it soak for five or ten minutes, which is just yummy. Mm. And I think the other thing is pop some of your moisturisers next to the bed so that you do remember to treat your lips because I think that's one thing that people forget. Mm. Put a balm on before you go to bed. Yes, Moisturise your hands and maybe even just pop something on your feet before you go to bed. Yeah, no, I find that too. It's nice having it before I go to bed. Mm. I always moisturise my hands, my arms, Mm. um, and I'll always put like a lip balm. Yeah, Because then you wake up in the morning and your lips feel really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Fresh, fresh. yes. Nice and supple. Yeah, exactly. And what about the, what about under your eyes? Because I know a lot of people Mm. sort of are always looking to want to put things and a lot of people use those little, little, um, the little pads, you know, the collagen pads and things under the eyes to try and help reduce swelling or dark eyes or just bags. Yeah, look, that's that's actually a good one that I've forgotten. Mm. You you can definitely do those treatments for under the eyes. Mm. Um, And I think that they're the kind of thing that you need to do as an ongoing, I mean, all of it's ongoing. Yes. you know, they're great as a quick pick-me-up or you're about to go to an event yes. and you just want to look a bit more plump, a bit more hydrated. The skin's so thin and crepey there that mm. you do want to try and, you know, plump that up and moisturise it as best you can. But just bear in mind that those kinds of things might be better off done the night before because yes. if you've got too much um moisturization or oil around the eye, your makeup may not stay on and it may crease. So 
my tip there for wearing makeup is that you make sure that you use a really light eye product or eye cream, or if you've got an oilier skin, maybe do your eye treatments at nighttime because they do really cause and disrupt how your makeup sits. That's the only little tip I'd have around that. Okay. Yep. That's a good one. But mm. I think they all really feel nice because they're beautiful and oh, cooling on the skin yeah. as well. And you just yeah. get that. That's just so um, restorative having that cooling yes. sensation under the eyes. Yes. Especially, you know, at the end of a day or a long week or something mm. and you just had a lot of stress. And I just think that yep. alone, yep. Um, regardless of what it does to the skin, mm. I think just mentally, um, I think it just makes you kind of stop a little bit Agreed. and just take a bit of a moment for yourself and yeah. just go, right, and have a cup of tea. Yeah, like absolutely. And if look, if budget's a bit of an issue for you, Jack, like you just, you don't have to buy all these expensive things for underneath the eye. You can just get a cotton pad and even if you get one of the renew, uh, reusable ones mm. um, and just put it in really, really cold water and then place that o- and leave it damp and then place that over your eyes. And that really feels amazing. And as I said, nice and cooling and, and that's something that you can do. It's not going to be as amazing as some mm. of these treatments, mm. but it's definitely something that makes a difference and just helps tighten up and cool that skin, especially if you've got excess skin or you're a little bit puffy under the eyes. Um, I think it's about taking, you know, 10 minutes every day. Like mm. at night time, like if you can focus on whether it's a Sunday, you do your mask, but of a night give yourself 10 minutes. Surely you're worth that. Like I think, you know, if you can just shut the door, get rid of the kids and the animals and whoever else is wanting to bother you, just shut the door, put on, I don't know, a little incense burner. I've got those essential oil things Mm. at the demisters. Pop that on and just spend 10 minutes doing your skincare routine. Like I think we forget that we are worth that amount of time. Like we're worth so much more than that. But Jesus, it's it's not about, oh, I've got no time. Like you're worth the time. Give that to yourself. Correct. Um, wipe away the day. And that's to me, sets you up for a really relaxing rest of the night. Mm. Um, but look, let's just quickly recap. Mm. And, and I think that apart from pulling some really good nuggets of advice right throughout the podcast, I think better skin is really simply cleansing twice a day. That's another thing um, that I think is important. We mm. touched on this on the last episode. Cleansing twice a day of a nighttime and removing your cleansers with an actual cloth, not just a splash of water. And if you've got a dry or dehydrated skin, don't, do, don't use a cleanser of a morning. Avoid touching your face. Oh, my God, as I'm watching you just scratch your ear. That's okay. That's acceptable. <laughs> Scratching behind my ear. <laughs> oh, the poor girls at the office, the minute I see them touching their face, stop touching your face. Stop it. Stop it. Because it, your fingers are just full of bacteria. Of your, your skin is anyway. Um, and if you stop touching your face, I can promise you, your skin will be a lot better. Um, daily moisturising must have, avoid hot water. So even if you don't put your face under the hot water in a shower, you're still getting the steam. So mm. that's extremely dehydrating. Don't over exfoliate as much as I'm, you know, saying that that's something you can do at home. Don't overdo it because again, it's not going to necessarily give you better results and use sunscreen um, if you're out in the sun. Um, I'm not a big user of sunscreen if I'm just in the office and things like that, but if you're outside, use sunscreen. It's the best anti-aging thing that you can do. Yes. And drink lots of water. Yes. Look after your innards. Yes. As well as your outards. Yes, Yes. your innards and your outards. Yes, exactly. Drink drink lots of water, keep yourself hydrated and eat eat lots of really great foods Mm. that complement skin as well. So all your good oil fishes, um, lots of fruit and veggies as well. So, you know, you've got to look after all of it. All of it, all of it. And just, you know, do a little bit of research. Just figure out what, you know, what 
uh, skin type you are, research the products, ask questions and, you know, cover yourself because you're worth asking the questions and, and getting really clear on what it is you need to do. Yep. Well, I think that is really helpful information today, B. Thank you so much. It's been lovely once again having a chat and sharing a few um, scary stories at the same time regarding home beauty oh, nightmares yes, yes. and also travel beauty nightmares. I yeah. hope you've enjoyed it. We've loved bringing it to you and um, we're looking forward to the next episode of the Briny Key Lifestyle Edit brought to you by Dawn Cosmetics. Um, and if you're interested, please subscribe to the podcast and also follow us on all the socials via the Adorn website too and um, we'll speak to you very soon. Thanks again, B. Yay, thank you. You've been listening to the Bryony Kennedy Lifestyle Edit brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. Luxury without the guilt. <laughs>